This is an ABC podcast. I'm Tegan Taylor. Literally every mammal species does it. It feels like it should be the most natural thing in the world. But if you've ever breastfed a child, you know that just because it's natural doesn't mean it comes easily. Certain breastfeeding struggles are still under-researched, though, including a common phenomenon called the breastfeeding aversion response. That's when mum has strong feelings of aversion while feeding. It can happen anytime, but many women experience it if they fall pregnant while still feeding an older baby. That's been true for Queensland mum, Stephanie. I'd had seen people describe breastfeeding aversion as like just this change that happens throughout breastfeeding as, you know, suddenly your emotions are changing, you're not happy with it anymore, and you literally physically cannot stand breastfeeding any longer. I mean, it didn't start that severely. It ramped up, but that's certainly what I was experiencing at the peak (laughs) of that recently in my current pregnancies. It really started probably around week eight to 10 of my pregnancy. And I think that was when I started, you know, feeling really very, very sick with morning sickness. All those sensitivities come back in the body, a lot of nipple sensitivity and feeling a lot of discomfort. And then having my toddler who is approaching to still breastfeeding, you know, before naps, after daycare, to bed, and sometimes throughout the night because we bed share. Continuing to want to do that when I felt so awful, I think that's really what triggered it. And then sort of persist every single day, those feelings just ramped up and up and up. And that really just felt like from a mild frustration, wanting him to hurry up and get off to sort of at the peak of it, feeling really like nearly rage Mm. and wanting to push him off me, get him off me and really needing to sort of actively restrain those feelings. You say that it sort of eased off for you a bit now. What has helped? Honestly, I'm not sure what's changed. I really don't know other than getting into the second trimester. And I know that breastfeeding aversion happens for different women at different points. Sometimes they're already feeding, you know, newborns and that sort of thing. But now I'm in my second trimester and I finally stopped feeling all those awful first trimester symptoms and the fatigue and the nausea that has really lifted in the past few weeks. And I didn't really notice it sort of ending. So it must have tapered off in the same way that it ramped up at the beginning. I kind of just realised, oh, that was gone now. And we're back to where we were before that. Just that feeling of like your beloved baby and sort of having this visceral response of wanting to push them away. Like, was that something that you felt guilt about? In the moment, yes, but not any longer. And I think that's just a me personality thing. (laughs) I have ADHD. So once I have my emotions, they're very real at the time. Afterwards, when I think back on them, I kind of just perceive them, you know, analytically rather than feeling that emotion again. So I know that it happened and I can sort of rashly say, that wasn't great, but I don't actually feel those feelings again. So while I can really empathise with women that go through it in the moment, I actually don't feel anything about it now and, and I can go back into the next breastfeeding experience because I don't have that sort of bodily emotion coming back up when I think about it. Queensland mum Stephanie there. 
Understanding the breastfeeding aversion response, or BAR, is important for supporting mums through it. And one of the pioneers in the space is Melissa Morns, who joins me now. Hi, Melissa. Your research was really inspired at first by your own experience as a breastfeeding mum. I had two babies close together and I fell pregnant while I was still breastfeeding and the little guy that I was breastfeeding was only seven months old. So I kept breastfeeding and started having, when I actually started tandem breastfeeding both of them, I started having negative sensations of aversion just when breastfeeding the toddler and not when breastfeeding the newborn. And so I found online there were some people talking about it in a breastfeeding, a tandem breastfeeding support group. And so I started a small support group for people who were having feelings of aversion while they were breastfeeding in like 2013 with just a little handful of us. And since then, that group has grown. I already had a master's in public health and I tried to find some literature to explain what was happening. There was a little bit of social media discourse and I I knew that people were having this experience, but it wasn't documented in the scientific literature at all. Why has this never been studied before? I think a lot of the focus on breastfeeding in the past has been about the health benefits for women and babies. And rightly so, there are so many health benefits and it is the best way to feed babies. And not as much on the experience that women are having when they're breastfeeding. So most women, I found from our research that even those who do have these negative sensations or have a difficult time breastfeeding, if they're able to overcome those challenges, most women will report that they have an overall positive breastfeeding experience. But the research that I'm doing, and there are a few other people in this space now, is it's kind of new. It's quite novel to ask these questions and to find out what the experience is for women who are breastfeeding. So the work that you we heard before of a mum who was feeling that, you felt it as well. You've done these studies where you've got people to basically describe to you the feelings of wanting to sort of throw their baby off them. It's this real visceral response. What yeah. are the impacts on mum and bub when women are experiencing aversion? Yeah, so our research found that if women aren't supported, they can suffer in isolation if women aren't able to find somebody that they can talk to about it. Some women are going to their GPs and GPs, we're finding from our research, that GPs are misunderstanding what's happening and thinking that maybe the women are just depressed or there might be something else going on that isn't aversion because a lot of health practitioners still haven't heard of this. They haven't heard of women having feelings of aversion while they're breastfeeding. What we've found from our research is that it can have an impact on maternal infant bonding. So women who are having feelings of aversion while they're breastfeeding are getting through each feed by distracting themselves with things like looking at their phone and that can have an impact on bonding. It can also affect maternal identity. So women have feelings of guilt and shame and we know from previous research that that can be harmful. It can also affect maternal relationships with partners. So it can have sort of kick-on effects for the whole family if the woman isn't supported and suffers in isolation and doesn't end up having that overall positive experience. What does that support look like in a perfect world? We found that women who experience aversion, those that are more at risk are people who are breastfeeding while pregnant people who tend and breastfeed two infants at once, usually with the older nursling, and some women can have it around menstruation or ovulation and worse in the days leading up to their period. 
just practical support for women around those times can be really helpful. So, for instance, someone who's tandem breastfeeding and experiencing the aversion only with the toddler and not with the newborn, if somebody nearby, we actually published this in one of our papers, one of the dads would take the toddler out to feed the chickens while the mum was breastfeeding the newborn. And that was really helpful. That allowed the mum to not have to wean that toddler quickly, like tearing off a Band-Aid, and, and they were able to find an end to that breastfeeding journey that the mum and the toddler were both happy with and then have that overall positive breastfeeding experience, which is also good for the maternal identity and good for the relationship with the partner. So there are ways that women can navigate their way through this that does end up being positive if they are able to find that support. So advice to mums out there who are maybe listening going, yes, this is me, what do I do? Just to know that it's not your fault you haven't done anything wrong, you can continue to breastfeed if you want to. You don't have to wean. And there are things that you can do to continue to breastfeed or at least find an ending to that breastfeeding relationship that you're happy with and your toddler is okay with, like distraction in the moment. Also, we found from our research that a lot of people taking a magnesium supplement can be helpful. It can kind of take the edge off the feelings of aversion enough for people to wean slowly or to continue to continue breastfeeding. Practical support from others is really worthwhile trying to get, even if you feel that shame and that guilt, to talk to somebody about it, even if it's just a friend, a health professional. You can even, you know, have a chat with your local GP if you've got a good doctor. Maybe Google my research so you can <laughs> show your partner or your GP. Nice little plug there. That this is, well, just that it's a real thing. It's quite validating for a lot of women when they read that there are so many other people that are having this experience. In our last survey, we had over 5,000 responses and we found it was like 22%. So one in five women said at some point they'd had that negative experience. But... 86% said that their overall breastfeeding experience was positive. And those without bar was slightly higher. That was 88.3%. And those with bar, still 82% of those who experienced breastfeeding aversion response still said that their overall breastfeeding experience was positive. So these are obviously women that were able to continue to breastfeed and find their way through it. And that's our hope, to support women to find their way through these difficult experiences so that they can achieve their own personal breastfeeding goals. Because previous research has shown that when women are able to achieve their own personal breastfeeding goals, they have better mental health outcomes. It's good for the baby. It's good for the mum. It's good for the family. It's good for the environment. You know, breastfeeding is just all around good for everybody. Melissa Morns is a PhD candidate in the Australian Centre for Public and Population Health Research at University of Technology, Sydney. And this has been The Health Report. Meet you back here at the same time next week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.